Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. I'm honored to be spending time with you today. Whatever it is that you're doing, folding laundry, going for a run, doing the dishes, um, I'm thankful that you took the time to tune into the podcast and, and that I get to share with you today. And we're talking with Elisa Keaton from Revelation Wellness, and it's all about making healthy choices in 2015. And what I love about Elisa is that she's not just about fitness. We're not just talking about losing weight or burning calories or eating healthy today. She is so incredible at melding fitness and faith and aligning those things properly so that we don't get our perspective skewed so that it ends up being this huge discouraging thing. But she has a proper perspective on faith and fitness and how they work together. And it's so encouraging and inspiring. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how we can get motivated and then stay motivated on our fitness journey, and then how grace can really have a huge impact on our fitness. Uh, Now, before we get into that, though, I want to remind you that I'll be hosting my meal planning boot camp this next week, January 19th through the 23rd. And and that's basically where I take you, uh, I bring you some written and then video lessons on how I do my meal planning. And now I use plantoeat.com, so it's going to be geared around that. But I think the system that I share with you will be helpful to you no matter what recipe organization system that you use. And I have to say the first couple weeks of 2015, I was sick. It was no fun. It was not good. Just some virus thing. But it was so helpful for me to know that in the freezer, I had a ton of food for my family to eat. And I didn't have to worry that they were eating takeout every day. But I had done enough planning ahead of time that they were taking care of. A couple of meals might have been a little repetitive or so I might have heard from my kids, but they had home-cooked healthy meals For the whole time, I was sick, and I didn't need to cook. My husband didn't need to cook, and we didn't need to get takeout. And that was just a really, really great thing for me. And it allowed me, I think, to rest a little bit more than I would have otherwise. So I hope you'll join us for the Meal Planning Boot Camp. And then the last announcement that I have for you is that I'm going to be speaking at Sally Clarkson's Mom Heart Conference February 27th and 28th in Dallas, Texas. And I would love to meet you. I'd love to hang out with you. Uh, So if you want to go to momheartconference.com, you can check it out, sign up. I hope you can come. It is one of my favorite weekends of the entire year because Sally, I mean, if you heard her in the podcast last week, you know she's inspiring. And it's just a wonderful time, just a whole bunch of moms, a whole bunch of wisdom and encouragement, and they really, really pamper you. There's lots of chocolate and all kinds of good stuff. So I hope you'll come, and if you do, I hope you'll look for me and so we can hang out and chat, and I can hear you talk instead of you just listening to me talk all the time. So let's jump into our episode today with Elisa Keaton from Revelation Wellness. Hey, Elisa, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Kat. Super excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you as well because I don't think I've ever had anybody talk specifically about fitness before. I'm I'm thinking through my guests, and I think you are the groundbreaking first. Oh, man, I love that word. Good. And the God's been good to give me kind of a groundbreaking or pioneer hat to wear, so I'm excited about that. That's cool. And I love it because I think what you do jives up so well with some of what I do. I mean, with the Inspired to Action podcast, it's all about motherhood. But then I also do Hello Mornings, which is really just holistically preparing people for life and for living on purpose. And you really combine fitness and faith all together as well. And so I just love what you do. I I know at the Declare blog conference this summer, my roommate was Heather McFadden, and she came home from your morning workout and she was like crying. I'm like, what what did she (laughs) do to you? (laughs) 
<laughs> and she was like, it was amazing. And she was so impacted by it. So I, I know you're going to be such a blessing to the moms listening mm-hmm. right now. And I would imagine that this time of year is pretty intense for people in the fitness arena, um, wanting to help people get healthy because everybody's thinking about that, focusing oh, on that goodness. this time of year. Is it crazy? Oh, yeah, it is. And it's so interesting because um, I, w- I would say I once was very much in that crazy because I did fitness for a long time, um, very much as a, just from the fitness perspective, from a worldly perspective. And I loved God. They just seemed very um, opposite, kind of in two different places. But now that I do it with the Lord at the center, he called me into that and kind of really unveiled my eyes to see more. It's an interesting time for me because now I can't enter it the same way anymore because I see how crazy it is. I see how, um, you know, the hype and try this, do that. I mean, there's just so much, so many options, so many messages out there that I kind of, I don't know, I kind of sit back a little bit because I don't want to enter the same and just you know, be another white noise among many. I kind of wait on the Lord to really, I'm just praying for people. I'm praying for new things for them and wanting new things for them. And so we just position ourselves as a ministry to, um, I think you and I talked about how there's the new year and then there's the new, new year. (laughs) Right. right. And I'm more ready for the new, new year because right now it's such a whirlwind. So Uh um, I'm just encouraging and praying people and even places that we go and it doesn't work out. God's faithful to take Mm -hmm. us to to good places. And so we're just kind of, we just kind of put our tent poles down and, and wait for people that are ready to kind of look at and take a new perspective. So it is a crazy time. Um, I love the energy. I love seeing people wanting a, a good thing because it's still a good thing to want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just kind of uh, waiting for when the, when it's, you know, just ready for a little bit more than what it has been. Yeah. So good. I'm sure people are listening right now and they're like, wait a second, she's a fitness person and she's not just all over me saying you got to take advantage of January Um, one. And so, uh, you know, I I would love for you to tell us a little bit of your backstory. Tell us about you and your family and then how you got to where you are now. Yeah. Well, I currently um, live in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm married and I have two kids. I have a son who is 13. Oh my goodness. He's breaking my heart. Like (laughs) growing up and he's handsome and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of counting the days right now because I know I've only got, you know, four more full school years with him. It's kind of crazy. Okay. Let's stop Um, that line of conversation because I have a 12 year old and you're going to make me cry. (laughs) I know. I am like, oh, I, my heart is starting to have feet where I'm like, it's leaving me. (laughs) Get back here. So, I am soaking it in, but it's bittersweet. You know, I want him to, he's such a great kid. And my, both my kids, my daughter, Sophia's 10 and she's a little mini me, which is awesome and painful. And, um, yeah, God's been really good to give me a, just a, a family that, that makes me better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that keeps me humble. So I live here in Phoenix, Arizona. I was actually born here, um, but moved, um, got married here and moved to California about, oh gosh, I think it was probably 15 years ago now. No, more like 17 years ago. And it was really there. Um, I was pursuing fitness, doing fitness. I had, I had fallen in love with fitness when I was about 13 years old. In 1984, I took my first fitness class. It was an aerobic class. The words, word it wasn't even, uh, fitness classes weren't even used. It was called aerobics. <laughs> and I took one and I loved it. And I just, knew. I came alive. I felt like um, I was meant to do that when I moved and and sweat and uh, something changed in me. And I kind of pursued that for a long time. I pursued it in um, college as a, and working as a fitness instructor in the in the rec center and all that. But it was, like I said, very separate. God, I believed in God and I would call myself a Christian. Um, but I knew I really loved fitness. I loved helping people. I got married and moved to California and I did that. And fitness was, um, uh, I was a very successful personal trainer. I, I looked quote, I put air quotes. I looked the part. Um, if you were to look at me, you'd probably say I was fit. Uh, and I kind of always was, I know God really gave me this body for the message of my life, um, for the ministry. Um, so I looked that part in California. It was very successful, very, uh, enjoyed it. I loved watching people, um, transform. I loved giving people plans. I love telling people what to do. Let me just be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm like, I have the perceiver in me that goes, Oh, this is the problem. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. And then put it into action. Mm. Um, and I would see people get success, but what I ended up happening, God was kind of meeting me in my own personal poverty, my own emotional poverty, my own lack, really waking me up to the real 
what life is really about, what I was really longing for. Um, and so I was kind of intersecting with God on a really personal level. And at the same time, I was starting to see my clients working with, that I was working with, who I love very much, I invested very much in, and kind of seeing their lack too, that we were both, we were kind of going after something that really wasn't fully satisfying. And it was kind of momentary and fleeting. And, you know, they would lose weight. I always said every, every client I had broke down into two scenarios, it seemed like. They would um, get the goal, lose the weight, or get whatever fitness goal they were looking for. And they would go one of two paths. Either they became very obsessive about it, that it consumed them. It was never enough. They wanted to be more. They thought they would pinch fat here. There was like just, it was never a satisfaction. So it was kind of on this um, obsessive path mm-hmm. or they would fall um, kind of off the wagon. They would get the goal. They would fit into the dress. They would, you know, kind of have that moment. And then it didn't sustain itself there either. And they would kind of fall off, stop coming, gain the weight. I'd see them maybe a year later in the shopping mall and they would be embarrassed. You know, it was like, mm. what is, what are these two extremes? There's this neglect path and then there's this obsessive path. And, and I know, I know the obsessive path. And so God was really showing me more in my own life. And then I was kind of going, what is this fitness thing about? Like where and I was at a, I'm um, really kind of hearing the gospel for the first time in my life. Again, I'd call myself a Christian, but it wasn't until I was in my about 28, 29 years old that I really started um, getting more and understanding more of like this, oh, Jesus really um, binds up the brokenhearted, sets the captives free, and he's still working today and redeeming and transforming. And I love that. I'm like, that's what I do. I I transform people. I'm physical. And he does that in an emotional place. So he started showing me what it really was more about. And um, I started kind of ruining me for fitness. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't see it the same way anymore. And I, I, he started kind of giving me messages and curriculum and ideas to help people. And so that was probably about, gosh, um, I think about nine years ago when I really jumped in and thought, okay, I'm going to approach fitness with Jesus at the center, with God at the center, with God's message of healing and redemption at the center of it, that it's not just about the fitness, that there's good things about fitness, but it's got, it goes deeper. It can go into places that we can use fitness to train up our lives and train up our hearts and train up our, our purpose and our mission to love God and love others. So that was about nine years ago. And then about four years ago, um, the Revelation Wellness, the nonprofit, was established. And our our real mission there is to train up other leaders because I'm only one person. And I want to see other leaders go out. Other people take this same message of fitness and redeeming it um, for good things and for freedom and joy. And so... That's kind of where my story has uh, is today. Who knows where it'll go tomorrow? I never would have chosen. I'm like, God must be real because I would never have chosen this path for my life. There just makes no sense whatsoever. That's so, I mean, I, I could say the very same thing. I would never have thought that I would write a blog or have a podcast about motherhood. I mean, right? that's just so not, that was, I was going to be a figure skating professional tennis player who sang backup for Amy Grant, you know? <laughs> I heard your story at the concert, and I thought that is exactly a girl who's had her feet knocked off the floor by the gospel, for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. And it's wonderful. No better place to be. Amen. So yeah. tell me a little bit about Revelation Wellness. What is it that you do? Is it um, an in-play? I, I know this, but just for everybody listening, is it in uh, a, uh, I guess a place that you have there yeah. where you live in Arizona, or is it an online thing? Yeah. Who all? Who all do you teach? Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, no, praise God for the internet. <laughs> I, I mean, as you know, there's this impact and it's funny when I really about, I guess it was seven or eight years ago when God was really starting giving me a new shift, a new understanding of what this thing is. He was growing in me or birthing through me. Um, I, I knew he was saying, you're going to be, you're going to need to know computers. And girl, I didn't even really own a cell phone then. Like I didn't, I don't even think I knew under, understood email. I mean, I was pretty late to the game and I didn't have a laptop, nothing. And I, I knew it was technology was where things were going. That's where people were going to be found. Um, that was probably about 10, 11 years ago. And I self-taught myself. I got in and just started um, watching the trends and seeing what was going. So no, Revelation Wellness is, is virtually online. In terms of we train leaders and we teach students. So training leaders, um, we have 
uh, instructor courses, people that want, and we say instructors, it's people that want to take it deeper. Some people never even teach a class in terms of fitness, quote unquote, but they want to learn how to live their own lives more, kind of instruct their own hearts into wellness and health and and all things um, whole. So we do a nine-week online uh, training class for instructors, uh, people that want to teach wellness and wholeness with Christ at the center. And then we also um, have virtual classes online for the student, people that want to just work out at home. Thank God for, I mean, the fact that you can roll out of bed and just put your pajamas on and move your body um, and not have to leave your house. I mean, we have all that for people. So there is no building and structure. I have a team of 13, God bless them, lovely <laughs> employees, and they are all virtual as well. We're all scattered across the United States. Um, so no brick and mortar, but I do teach here locally. I have a couple classes a week that I do teach in a community. And most of our instructors teach in churches, parks, their own homes. Um, we get really creative and it's really, you know, groups of people coming together. And I think you know that. I love how Hello Mornings Inspired Action creates community, like connection and people, whether it's virtually um, or however, but we do so much more. Um, we're more powerful in group and in community. So we do that virtually as well. And pretty much just uh, we're always talking about the gospel on 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 the Internet. <laughs> very, very cool. And so you mentioned how people can just roll out of bed. And they have a fitness instructor right there, ready to go on their phone, their iPad, their computer. So as it's coming on the new year, and well, I guess first, let me explain. You referenced the new year and the new new year. So let me explain that a little bit to you guys listening. So um, I wrote this, well, it's a general theory, but when I first first mentioned it to Lisa, I um, was talking about how I wrote this post um, over on theartofsimple.net. I guess it was last February, and I called it uh, the month where all New Year's resolutions go to die, and <laughs> that's the month of February. <laughs> Love it. And so it's just the idea that there's the new year when everybody gets psyched up about January 1, but then about February is when all of those New Year's resolutions have died, and everybody who really wants change, who really wants to do something, and maybe they realize the thing that they first picked wasn't quite right, mm-hmm. but it feels weird to start something new in February. That That's the new New Year. That's the one when I feel like um, the old stuff kind of, the, the New Year's resolutions die, and people really like, okay, let me figure this out. What am yeah. I going to do? Yeah. So um, so we're headed into the new year. And, mm-hmm. you know, y'all, there are people who start New Year's resolutions and actually stick to them. So do not be hopeless. That's right. But, but as we're heading into this time of the year, it's just so there's so much crazy. There's all the busyness of Christmas, mm-hmm. especially with kids. There are 5,264 Christmas programs at every school and, you know, church <laughs> and all kinds of things. I mean, it's the time of joy, peace, and, you know, we, we really have to fight for it a little bit in these last few weeks of school before the holiday. But um, so what would you say to people? They're thinking about the new year. Obviously, having a gym or having somebody to teach them is not the obstacle because you have this thing online people can have right away. What is it that 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 is so hard that mm-hmm. keeps people from being fit? And I put myself in that camp as well. I do not work out as much as I used to. I used to love it so much. And and mm. now it's a lot harder for me than it used to be. So mm. what is it? What is that that thing that keeps us from doing the thing that we know we should do and that in theory we want to do? Well, I would say, okay, the common, like the, the, the overall worldview, psychology view of why people um, have a hard time doing it or sticking motivation and adherence is um, lack of time. And lack of motivation. Um, that, those two are, co- I mean, that's probably like the big common. Everyone's going to throw that out there. So time. Uh, I know for me, especially, I can't work. I think we're hitting. You're hitting on it too. Where my kids, there's so much that there's going on in their life, and I'm definitely not someone that over busies myself. I try to keep them to not having tons of things to do, but I want to be fully plugged in. So. I'd rather be with my kids now more than ever. I want to be with my family more than uh, that, that time away at a gym seems so selfish or so kind of, oh, I could use better use of my time. But there's always that without that real soul care and self-care place, we know we just are burning the candle at both ends. So mm-hmm. I think the Lord, and I love that's what your Hello Mornings is about, is saying this time is in this waking up, is it waking up? 
for to your family and not for your family. Correct? Waking up for your family, for your for family, family, not to your to family. The family. So the idea of the kids not jumping on you to wake you up, but you're getting up for them Amen. and getting attention for them. Yeah, right. So that's it's that same kind of waking up for your life. Like, okay, part of my life today is going to require some movement, some good decisions, some clarity of mind, and exercise does do that. Um, so I think. Um, one thing is making the time. It's always best if people can make time in the morning. And I think the other thing is we think it has to be this full out hard workout that I have to be there for a half hour. I have to do, I have to at least make it worth my time if I'm going to go. When really, if, if we just kind of said, I just a smaller, smaller goals would be more um, doable. But beyond that, I think these are kind of more three, kind of this psychology of what we do as women is um, beyond just saying, I don't have time. You can make time. What happens is that we get an ideal in our mind of what fit should look like, like what we think it should be. And then, um, and a lot of that is an exploitation of the media. What, what, I mean, fit today is absolutely out of my mind. Like I, I mean, I, I remember when, um, fitness in the, what fitness in the eighties was, and now what fitness is for women is the fact that women are supposed to have six pack abs or women are supposed to be this, you know, full on, low body percentage, like everyone every day show ready to compete. Like it, that's, there's this fitness ideal that I think makes it, um, really a stumbling block. That's where people get, they see that and they kind of have an expectation of what it should be. And then it gets discouraging when it's, mm-hmm. when it's not happening. So I think a lot of that is a stumbling block is what are you looking at? What is the goal? What are you fixing your eyes on? Um, because if if it's not something really whole and pure and really what God would ask for you, it's going to fall out from under your feet. I think another obstacle is comparison. Um, we kind of look at what how other women are doing, maybe other people that started with us or how they're doing in class. I mean, I think that's like a common plague for women is we kind of pull out our measuring sticks of how we're doing against other people. Or I've been on the same diet for this long and how come I'm not getting results or um, I, I think that's a, a real stumbling block for sure. And, um, and then, uh, the quickness that we think things should happen really fast. Mm, <laughs> we right. live in a seven second society now, right? Like you've got to have your message has to be quick. Otherwise people, uh, hit the page button and on they go. We're so quick to want something quick, you know, something satisfying, that we're not really in it for the long haul. And, and so I, I say all this because in the end, matter if it's time or kind of what your ideal is or if you find yourself comparing, um, it really is necessary to, to, to ask God, what is his ideal for fit for you? What is he asking for fit? The fact that we would even consider training our bodies before asking the one who's created the body what it's meant to do, what it should look like, how I should function is a little crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's so cart and horse backward that, you know, how would I even think I could do this without just a simple ask of what, what he would want for me? And that's really our message in Rev. We always, we start there much for, for everyone who comes through one of our programs. Um, and even our instructors that go through training, we're always like, listen, God wants to work on you. He wants to start with these very small places with you and not, um, you know, he's, he's always kind to not tell us everything he wants to do. We'd write, we would fall off our feet if we knew everything mm-hmm. That he want, but that one little thing at a time. So I guess I would encourage people in combating those obstacles is to get back to what is the small thing that God would ask? What is his ideal for you? Um, keeping your eyes focused on that and not the comparison of then beginning to look at other people's paper. We say that a lot in my in our house with our kids, you know, well, Jack, you didn't you didn't fold clothes and you should have done like Sophia eyes on your own paper. Like keep mm. your eyes on your paper. Don't worry about what your brother's doing. I'll, I can see it. I'll take care of it. But eyes on your own paper. Um, and then I've never known anyone who's been uh, successful in weight loss or kind of living a healthy and whole life a- and being free. When I mean free is we're free from obsessing about our body image or obsessing about our food or obsessing about having to fight time. I mean, like aging is now this terrible thing, right? Like, right yes. What happened? Like aging is a beautiful gift of God. Like we get to be women who we, we disciple and are, are people that can come and, and teach the younger generation. That's an honor. But why is aging 
such a, um, you know, we, we fight it so hard that God's really kind of going, okay, you can, all this is, is for you. Like this is all this I'm giving you as your territory. So keeping our eye on what God would say about who we are, what we're meant to, to look like, live like, that is just so crucial. I just think you can't get away from that. And when you do, you'll find yourself obsessing or neglecting your body. That's so good. Um, in episode 66, I interviewed a guy named Josh Lawson, who is a financial expert. And he and his wife, Jenny, wrote this book called Realign. And I watched this video that Jenny shared uh, about a Christmas that she had several years ago. And um, her, her parents, she says in the video, have always been these extravagant givers, but they just love to really be thoughtful about the gifts. And so um, this one Christmas, um, her, I forget what her brother got. He got something that he'd been really wanting. And then her husband got this flat screen TV and he's a huge sports fan. So he was excited. She got this piece of furniture, which she was thrilled about because they'd just gotten their first house. And then her sister um, got a brand new car. <laughs> and um, the, the story was that her sister had been in this accident. Uh, I don't remember how long previously, maybe a year or two before. And hadn't, you know, she'd, she'd been going through a lot of rehab, was in a lot of debt because of the medical bills from the car accident and stuff, was driving this car that just kept breaking down and kept breaking down. Mm. And um, and so when she saw the keys and, you know, everybody was like, are you serious? Are you serious? Did I mm. really just get a car? And um, later that day, Jenny and her husband, Josh, were going somewhere. And he said, are you okay that, that you got, a, you know, a piece of furniture and your sister got a car? And she was just like, she was like, the fact that he asked me that just kind of made me sick to my stomach. She was like, of course mm. I'm okay. I knew her story. I knew the struggle that she'd been through, I'm, yeah, I couldn't be happier for her. And mm -hmm. God just kind of spoke to her in that moment. He's like, remember this moment, remember right. this, because, you know, you're going to, in life, you're going to experience things where other people are going to get things and you're not going to know the story. Amen. There's always a story there. And That's right. I just thought that was such a powerful word about comparison. You know, we can compare mm -hmm. our physical bodies. We can compare mm -hmm. finances. We can compare mm -hmm. our journeys. Mm -hmm. But we don't know the whole story behind Amen. what other people get and what we think that we're not getting. And uh, I thought that was so, so powerful. And that's so true. We do compare and, and that can yeah. be so, um, I mean, it can just rob us of so much joy. That's right. And it's, you know what else comparison? It's so disorient or it, it disorients us. It also, um, it's the opposite of what freedom would have when I'm really free. Like the, the most beautiful woman, a woman is a powerful gift about a woman is that we're encouragers. Mm -hmm. Like we have the power to speak life, not only speak life, but also give life. Like we are life bearers. And, um, when we, uh, get caught up in comparison, it steals our joy and we lose our freedom to do that. We lose our impact to be free and to encourage other women to be free, to continue on their journey, to keep after the good things and to give thanks and whatever that is um, in terms of what, what frees us up to be in our truest identity. And that is um, just life givers and life speakers that I, I think that's a real sad part of comparison. It's just, it's a thief and it will put us in prison faster than anything else. Mm -hmm. And really the whole purpose of us being healthy is, you know, God made each of us on purpose and for a purpose. And I just want to be healthy so that I can fulfill that purpose. That's right. Um, whether it's now, whether it's 50 years from now, I want to be ready for when he calls and says, this is what I want you to do. Um, and, and so, okay, so let's get super practical here. Okay. So mom's listening. They're like, okay, great. I know I need to not compare, but what do I do? Do I just go run yeah. a marathon? How <laughs> do I, and I'm not going to be able to sustain that. How do I actually get started with a fitness habit? Okay. I love that. It's, it's a great question. And let me first have you, every woman just needs to exhale. Like really seriously, take a quiet moment to just breathe and exhale and really go, okay, I want to do this differently. First thing is, I, I, I can't say it enough, is that God is real and he wants to reveal himself to you. That's why we're called Revelation Wellness, is there's a revealing of this living God that we want to, that is happening and unfolding. And so it really is just to ask um, that question of God, what would God, what would your one thing be for me? And I would say, what's the one thing? Start really small. What's that small thing? Ask. Um, 
For some, it might be, you know, cut back on soda uh, or maybe a lot of coffee drinking. Maybe it's go to bed earlier. Um, or maybe for some, just a little bit of movement or take the stairs, whatever. I, I can't encourage people not to start start really humbly and small. Uh, the, the fitness world is going to throw at you, here's a 12-week program, and then you start on day one, and you got 20 minutes here in the morning and the afternoon. So just this big, and that feels good to our flesh. That mm-hmm. initially always feels good because it empowers us, and we know it's in us. But then the flesh, whenever the flesh leads out, it will burn out. The flesh cannot go the distance. But if we lead out with, all right, God, you've created me. You've made my hips this size. You made my figure this size. I'm, you know, si- that's why I go back to this unrealistic expectations that the the media puts on what fitness should be really disorients us. Instead of going, all right, God, I I want you to teach me how to love my shape, my body, and be the healthiest and whole that I can be, so I can be strong, so I can be clear minded. And we know that exercise creates and fitness and well healthy food choices or better food choices give us um, better energy, a better clear thought. When we're hydrated, when we drink more water, we have more energy, we sleep better. All these things that God's just kind of set there for us and said, these are for you. You you take these. Mm -hmm. We use those simple things and start there. Um, And I would say food is probably a really good place to start because we all have to have it all day, every day. So what's a small thing you could start there? Um, For some, maybe it is if God might call you into a fast to really kind of put aside um, food. A lot of times, I don't even think we know what hunger is anymore. And really what we're designed is to hunger and thirst for righteousness, for God's presence, so if we kind of go, all right, God, I've been hungering for the wrong things. I've, I eat, I neglect, I just I stay up too late, I drink way too much coffee. I'm, I'm kind of on override here, God. I want to hear from you. Um, and fasting, whenever we say that word, it doesn't mean 40 days. It doesn't mean three days. It could just mean a couple meals. It could mean a couple hours. I don't know. So I go, I, I'm, we, Revelation Wellness will never say, okay, here's the plan. Here's exactly what you're going to do. We really ask people, we give guidelines of people to go, this is what we're going to ask of the Lord this week. Your answer could be very different than the person next to you. And that's awesome because that that needs to be so. Um, so starting with a really small place in your food is, is a good place to start. And then any bit of movement and sometimes we don't even bring movement into some of our programs. We won't bring it into like the third week because we're just like, it, it, it seems like a comfortable place to go is work the body really hard. Um, so start really small. I can't say that enough. Start small. One small thing you can do at a time and then begin to build and go. And God will really, he's a gentleman and he's humble and he has power and grace upon grace kind of builds and you find yourself in new territory where you're free. So good. I, you know, I think there is a, um, a, a guy, a professor, I want to say it was at Stanford, um, but he started this whole program. I can't remember what it's called, Tiny Habits, maybe, mm-hmm. where he talks about how he has it like an, it's an actual course at the university that he teaches at. I can't remember some Ivy League school. And he says, um, so if you want to floss your teeth, don't you know make this daily commitment to actually floss your teeth. Make the commitment to floss one tooth a day. That's it. <laughs> that is all you need to do. Floss one tooth. Mm. And that, it, it, but once you just start that small thing, it creates this snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like you're saying, and, and, and I, I think sometimes when we set these massive goals, you know, like you're talking about a 12 week plan or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we get the satisfaction almost as if we actually completed it just by setting it when it's a big thing. Because we're proud of the goal instead of being proud of our actual achievement or actual activity. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The goals are intoxicating sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially those big ones. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say somebody makes, um, you know, makes some sort of change to the way that they eat Mm -hmm. and they want to start moving. Mm-hmm. What are the most effective ways to start moving? Is it to do two hours of cardio a day? Is it to, you know, be an Olympic weightlifter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be once upon a time. Yes. The answer would have been yes, probably for me. No, um, really it is, it's small. Uh, on, I, 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 the most activity I would say people could begin with is, um, in putting it into your daily life. Like if you're the, 
park the car a little further away. Uh, there's actually been studies that people who work at the office that instead of when you're on a phone call, um, instead of sitting, they get up and just walk around. If they're little, you're just asking for looking for a little more movement, daily activity, daily living movement. And you're like, that's like the first, first place to start. Because a lot of times people go to the gym and work out for an hour so that they can do nothing the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And right. So I'm like, why not? And, and there's, there are studies too of people that are more active during their day, during their work. The brain is um, more on point. You're more clear and you have more energy to give um, and, and clear thought the rest of the day. Our bodies were kind of creative. I mean, we, from archaic times, from more ancient times, we were, we were moving people. We didn't sit as much as we sit. So just to kind of say, I want to look for opportunity to just bring a little movement into my life. And then if you're really going to go, no, I'm going to get up in the morning I'm going to do some time with the Lord or I'm, you know what? I, I, I'm really, I'm not like a rule person that says I have to do this first and then I have to do this. Some people might feel more comfortable that way, but I always say like, if you can go out for um, a walk, a little bit of a walk. And I, for me, I'll listen to podcasts. I'll listen to Bible studies. I'll listen to devotionals. I'll, I make it a request of the Lord to meet with me in my movement. If mm-hmm. I'm going for a walk, it can be a 10 minute walk. It can be the smallest thing. There've been times that I lay in bed and I go, Oh, I don't want to get up. I don't want, I don't want to work out. I don't want to get up and, and do that. Even though I know I'll feel better and I know that I'll have more energy, but I'll hear God say, do you want to meet? Do you want to meet with me? Um, and that will go, okay, I'll get up and I'll go for, I'll take the dog for a walk or whatever the small thing is that I can do. Uh, and then it always, five, 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. It's actually a nice morning. And my, everything starts yes. moving in a really um, healthy and whole direction. So just small, I can't say this, just get moving mm-hmm. in a small direction. All our, our online workouts that we do have, um, which is VIP TV, um, we have our workouts from 10 minutes long to n- very few of our workouts are more than 20, 25 minutes long. Because we really kind of go, oh, that's enough. Like we can get on with our day. Because honestly, if food is really, you can't out-train a really bad diet. You can't Mm -hmm. out-move the bad intake or the unhealthy intake. So kind of getting after more of what do we crave in our food? What are we really hungering for? Again, hungering for, quote, um, that is really, if we're doing that pretty well and balanced, then we don't have to spend 30, 40 hour in a gym. It just, it's, it's nonsense. That's a great, great point that we don't make us, because then people get the double whammy of they sort of kind of try to eat better, but mainly they just cut out the things that they really like. And so then to kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, also make up for it, then they do cardio for an hour every day and and then they just get so burnt out so quickly. Mm, Totally. I love that you mentioned that you can't out train a bad diet. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a great, and, and, and really there are so, I mean, whatever it is that you love to eat, there's Mm -hmm. a healthier version of it that you're going to probably love just as much. It's, you know what? And here's the truth about health or healthy whole food. It takes more effort. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's where we go, oh, mm-hmm. I'd just rather not. It's just easier for me to get something out of the box or something mm-hmm. that lives in the pantry. Like it, to eat a whole a whole diet, which is foods that have been pretty much out of the ground, out of the earth, haven't been GMO'd and modified too much. You know, I mean, I, granted, we're not a Puritan society. We, we just do live in a society where foods are readily available, and that's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. But when all we're living on are foods that came out of boxes or passed through a window or we got to go, oh, I'm really taking I'm, – I'm, I've modified my entire life to um, keep up with this pace instead of, all right, there's some things that I have to balance out my whole life so that I can have time a little bit more for whole food. And it doesn't mean you have – it doesn't take but maybe five minutes more to create a, a, a whole salad or you know something that's out of your refrigerator or fresh than it does something that's out of the box. It just yeah. We just go five minutes. Oh, I don't have five minutes. And so one day, yes, but when it's every day, you don't have five minutes to put something together. We've kind of, we're, we're a little far out of alignment. Well, and it's kind of like you, you could you know put something in a refrigerator that says, would I rather take five minutes to make a salad or take 30 minutes to go running, you know? And right. so, so it's, sort of, it's sort of a trade-off, you know? Amen. And yeah. it's a lot easier to make that salad than it is to go for that run if you aren't into running. 
And then I say the same thing. So go with, you're just going to feel better in terms of the, the energy that we take in, in our, in our food does manifest itself in our life, how mm-hmm. we feel. Um, and if we do that and then just go, you know, look for opportunity to walk further, you know, take the stairs or walk. It's just, then we're really plugged fully into life. We don't have to make our body, you know, do a workout. Now that being said, I love a workout. Like I do, I come alive when I move. So, um, but I don't have to do that every day. If I, I don't have the time, it's okay. I want to go do this with my kids. Then I'm just going to continue to live, eat, eat well enough for that day. Um, and then don't worry about the exercise. I'm, it'll be fine. I'll have an opportunity, uh, tomorrow or, or the next day. You know, I have to say I got a Fitbit, um, for, I guess my husband, I got them for our anniversaries. Mm-hmm. And it, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just a little bracelet thing that you wear and it tracks your steps. It's not scientific, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure it misses lots of steps here and there, but it, it's like this constant accountability and all I've committed oh. to do. So actually initially I committed to reach this certain number every day. And there were in the first few weeks, I would actually, I walked two miles around my living room and dining room. <laughs> Because it was too cold outside to go outside. And the kids, I think the kids were already in bed and my husband was walking laps around the neighborhood. And um, just because I I was so wanting to hit that number and it was a fun little competition we had. But even now when we don't necessarily have that competition aspect, all I've committed to do is to wear this little thing every day. And it's this built-in accountability, whether I'm doing it or whether I'm not. Mm -hmm. But I know exactly what I am doing every day. And it, it keeps that in front of me. Oh, like, oh yeah, I need to get this many more steps today or, or, or I need to do this. And, and it's just this great little constant reminder to, to not quit. I was reading this book called The Willpower Instinct by Dr. Kelly McGonigal. Mm-hmm. And have you read that? Mm-mm. It's fascinating. That sounds great. That it sounds is. great. Okay. Uh, not, you know, it's not a scripture based no. book, but it's very interesting. So she shared this one study uh, from, uh, I think it was Duke University. And basically, there there's this group of dieters, and they invited them into this study, and they, they said, okay, what we need you to do is we need you to eat this donut to, to start off with. And so th- all these dieters had to eat this one donut. Mm-hmm. And so then they divided them into two groups. One group, they moved on to the next part of the study. The other group, they said, okay, so I, I know you probably feel bad about eating that donut. So they, they acknowledged the guilt that they felt. <laughs> and then they said... But you know what? Everybody feels that way when they're on a diet and they do something that maybe is outside of that diet. And so in in that, they're kind of acknowledging, you know, it's a universal kind of feeling. Uh uh And then they said, but don't feel bad for yourself because it was just one donut. And this is all part of a really great study. And we know that you're going to, you know, keep doing great on your diet. Okay. So they told that to that second group. So then they had both groups go in and do this taste test. They had three bowls of candy. And they said, okay, what we need you to do is we need you to do a taste test on these candies. And, you know, you can take as much as you want uh, from each bowl to give an accurate account of how much, how, how great they taste and to uh-huh. record it. So the group that was encouraged to give themselves grace mm-hmm. ate 40% less candy yeah. than the group that wasn't encouraged to give themselves mm-hmm. grace. That's and um, and so she, she it is not a Bible based uh, book. So I'm right. going to change the terminology a little bit. So she calls this the what the heck effect. Mm. And when mm-hmm. we are, you know, trying to be fit or trying to eat healthy or do whatever and we make a mistake. Yeah. And we don't consciously give ourselves grace for that and realize, you know what? I made a mistake. If we don't acknowledge it and then be like, People make mistakes. I'm not the only person in the world who's made this mistake. Yeah. And I'm going to keep going with what I'm going. If we don't That's right. purposefully do that, we're like, oh, what the heck? I'm going to go ahead and eat all this candy and make myself feel better for the guilt that I feel. Oh, wow. And they've actually used this study with uh, drug addicts and alcoholics and and you know, the effect that right. grace has on them. And so I'm like, that's awesome. It's like this scientific evidence of the power of grace. And so as you guys are heading into the new year, maybe you have a fitness plan. Maybe you have a, a, a plan for how you want to change how you're eating. I just so encourage you just to give yourself grace that's in the right. whole process of it because that's going to have a powerful – I mean, even, even the study showed what a powerful effect it can have on you continuing rather, rather than just quitting that's as right. you go along. I always say, if you – we always go, oh, I failed or I fell. I fell off the wagon. If you can envision, because you're going to, 
You're, you can't walk mm-hmm. the perfect line. There is no perfect line. You're not capable of it on this side of heaven's door. So when we kind of fall off, I always say fall forward, mm-hmm. fall forward. Every fall is a fall forward. Um, that's where grace will find you, pick you back up, back on your feet. It's like a forward roll. All right, back on my feet. You know, when people like, you ever watch those like home videos where people like fall, they <laughs> roll forward and then they're back on their feet again. Like uh-huh. that's really how we have to see it. You're going to stumble. And those stumbles are there so that you would ask God for the grace. It mm-hmm. says, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. You should be weak. You should have moments that you couldn't do it because that's where God will give you the grace to either overcome the obstacle or give you the grace to get up from the fall. So good. So good. So, Elisa, what resources do you have for people? So somebody listening is like, yes, I want to make some changes for the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where good. do they go? How do they connect with you? Well, I would encourage, um, I'm not, I, if it's the month of January, around mid-January, we're going to be starting um, Way Less to Feed More as an eight-week um wellness weight loss program that that was kind of one of the first things that I wrote back in the day when God was showing me what this more of fitness is. Um, that's some curriculum that we love uh, working and walking through people with. We're going to open that up. It's usually $65, but in the mid-Jan, we're going to open up for $29 for the eight-week study. It also gives you eight um, hour, uh, 45 minute like lecture teaching videos, kind of the renewing of our mind thing. And, uh, as well as, <clears throat> uh, giving a once a week Q and a call with me and some accountability calls when you also have a Facebook group, we're going to just set you all up. So mid January, we're going to do way less to feed more. We always have that at home program as well on our website, um, of some free programs. We have our seven days of training is on our, on our website, right on our homepage. And we also, I did the 31 days of blogging for Nestor. Mm-hmm. this year. Um, and that was super fun, a super treat. And that I have on our blog, it's called 31 Days of Weight Loss God's Way. So if you go to our blog and search the archive of October of 2014, um, we blogged for 31 days and every day it was some training. And we also gave some some of our VIP TV, some kind of sneak peeks into those, some workouts for people that followed along in those 31 days. So that's all on our website too. And then VIP TV uh, for every um, like I said, we are a nonprofit uh, ministry, and our real goal is to see people living healthy and whole, um, and not not skinny and lean. <laughs> We're looking for wholeness and people to feel well as they make well decisions to love God and to love others. And I really believe as we do that, as as the body is called to do that that we will be better fit for our mission. And when we're best fit for our mission, we are going to love others well. We're going to set others free. The gospel comes alive. We're, we're not afraid to do the thing God's called us to do. We're thinking straight. We're believing Him for who He says He is. And I believe I, through fitness, we can really use it as a tool to disciple the world into wellness. I, it's a, I'm a little girl with a big dream. I'm five foot mm-hmm. one. And I have this big dream that fitness would be used to truly kick physical and spiritual poverty in the teeth. Um, so as a, as a donor, $10 a month, people become donors, partners with us in that vision and dream. They also get access to VIP TV, which are those monthly workouts, monthly workouts and work-ins. We also do some training on pain. If you have low back pain, knee pain, and we kind of help people understand movement and then apply it into movement. All of our classes are, uh, they really stir up your affection for God. Um, they're all based on God's word. And then we just move. We always say we um, be still and know, and then we move in love. And that's what you get in VIP TV. So we got resources coming out our ears. I think <laughs> go to the website for sure, but we can, um, I can send you all these links as well. Love it. Yeah. I will have all those links in the show notes. Um, okay. So Elisa, a mom is listening right now and she is about to take off her headphones, go pick her baby up from the crib after nap time, or she's about to head in from work or from mm-hmm. a run. What would you say to encourage her uh, to begin the journey of a healthier lifestyle? Hmm. Let me say this first for those the, you that are hearing my voice right now, God has made you perfectly, fearfully and wonderfully made. There's not a flaw in you and there's not a mistake in you. Uh, he has the more for you that is in his love for you. And when you're loved by God, he will move you into new places. Uh, you will take back territory that's been stolen. Um, and to really just believe that God has more for you and he wants to do the heavy lifting. So just believe in that. Very good. Alisa, thank you so, so much for joining us on the podcast today. And um, we hope to chat with you again.
I hope so too, Kat. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in His way.